Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown ups. It's like a love hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Sunday, the 22nd of January, 2023. It's Simon over here. It's Laura over there. And this Hello. is Husband and Wife Sentenced to Life, Hostel, hashtag Hostel, our podcast. And um, we're trying a new video recording thing here where... We can't see each other. <laughs> we can't see each other because it's right in front of us. It records back and front on the camera at the same time. As you'll see if you get onto our Instagram. Yeah. We're just trying it to see if we can get a little video promo out of today's podcast. And I'm sat on about five cushions to... <laughs> to level up. So I need to be sat here so that our heads... You can't see it. It's really frustrating because but when I sit on the mic, I'm like I've got a massive head. Although I thought my head had swollen up this morning. Really? A bit poorly, aren't I? I've had a, I woke up feeling a little bit poorly. Well, I think Betsy Pearl's got a cold or something. And I, I've got it. And I'm trying not to man flu it, you know, because we're all, everything's heavy. Uh, but like I felt, I woke up, I did my cycling this morning and I came back and it felt like my head had swollen up inside my skull. Gosh. Not even exaggerating. That's quite dramatic. And then when I, you know, like I laid straight on the bed and I'm like, I'm not well, I'm not well. And then I sat up and my nose started bleeding every, everywhere. And I thought if this was a scene in a film, yeah, the next scene in this film would be my funeral. It's a bit like you finding me dead or at my funeral or something. That's what happens in films, isn't it? Yeah, you didn't look well. But Cheers. I, no, you, you didn't. <laughs> I, uh, I had a really bad night too, but you said to me, was I not well? But I, had, I was sweating. You know when you stick to the sheets? Oh, it's the worst. 
But all I can think is, is it like pre pre menopause or whatever? I don't. Know. I don't know much about the menopause. Well, I, well, it's going to be a steep learning curve. Everyone curve-ing. says to me, no, no, you're too young. But I don't think I am. It's because you look young. No, no, but no. you are a pensioner inside, aren't you? Well, I am. Yeah, little old old nanny. You started in a positive way. This podcast it can only go one way, can't it? Really? Yep. But um, we were talking last week about a bit of positivity. Yes. You know, we, we both were. We, Things are heavy and we're in a bit of a place. Yep. You know, but we're trying to get through it. Um, but you you know, you said we talked last week about I was getting going out cycling. I have to go out cycling for my mental health. Mm-hmm. I was on a breakfast show last week, so it was difficult because I was coming home and I was hitting a slump. Yep. You said on the last podcast about trying to, you know, pick yourself up a bit. We were, you set yourself a challenge. How did that go? Yeah. No, uh, if I'm honest, I'm still struggling with life in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. And like, I've chatted to lots of people this week about various things. And I, 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 like I said, I sense that a lot of people are feeling like that. So it's one day at a time. But I promised that I would do something for myself. So if you remember, I talked about a couple of people had asked me to go for coffee. I, right. I did it. I did two in one go. So I did. I met someone for coffee for an hour. And then the next person came and I met them straight straight after. So you, you turned Costa Coffee into your office. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. And um, I was a bit gutted because I was on the breakfast show. Yeah. So while you were doing your, and I forget. Yeah. Even though you probably told me that day, you went on your coffee morning. Yeah. And I didn't know who the people were. I'm sure I do, but I didn't know who they were. Yeah. And, um, but I finished my show, the breakfast show, and then I finished the meetings after and I'm driving home. And I'm like, are you still there? Because I thought, oh, well, I'll pop in. And I thought, and if you're having hot and heavy with anybody, I'll just sit at another table and have a sandwich and a coffee. <laughs> That's all I wanted. Well, the, the first person had invited me. Yeah. And then the second person, um, I'd bumped into them the day before and I'd seen that they were like, they were struggling at the minute as well. So, yeah. So I thought, right, pay it back. I'll invite them to come for a coffee with me so I the first person was kind of like talking to me and then I was talking to the next person you yeah know, like okay let me ask you this then let's um uh how was it how do you feel about it is it something you think you, sh- you need to do and go and do and stuff like that it's not something I'll do regularly it's not and, and they know that these people know that that's just not me and but do you feel like because you went in and I, I think the conversations you were having were quite heavy so do, do you not think you didn't do baby steps you didn't just go and have a coffee and a, a chill which is um, fine because you were seeing people who you've not had a proper power yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, and that's the thing. I think whenever I do meet up with somebody, it's I've not seen somebody for ages, so it does seem to get heavy, and you you both like tell the you know your life story. So is the mistake you're making not doing it regularly uh, and I, just having a I coffee? No, because then you because you you're out for hours. No, but then you run out of conversation. I think if you do it too oh, regularly, no, 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 you do because then it's just a quick coffee. Hey, you fancy quite a, you know. Regular Friday morning coffee or something. You just go and have a coffee. How's your week? Yeah, it's fine. This is happening. That's well, happening. I mean, again, the, apparently that's something these people do do every Friday morning. There's a group of ladies that go and meet and they've said, you know, whenever you want to come, just come. So. There's, there's less of a thing then. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, but sometimes, um, I think we're going to talk about this in a bit, but you know, there's certain situations. So if there's more people or people I don't know, I don't know if I'll talk then. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
But you've done some stuff at least. I did. I went, Have you so done I, any exercise? I did. I went running once. So I've gone I've gone for a coffee and I've been for a run. Only once. I, I wanted to do it every day, but I haven't. And But I've done, I've done tick two boxes at least. But that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. So you've got to feel proud of that. I know you're struggling a bit, but you've got to feel proud of that, right? Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm just going to adjust my equipment a bit here to get myself a little bit closer. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a, it's a weird week for me because I've done the breakfast show. I've, I've been all over the place. Yeah, it's funny to think that you did it for so long and... Yeah, on yeah. and off, 25 years roughly Yeah, of doing breakfast shows and them hours and then to be back on it. But the funny thing is you actually only get up maybe an hour later now, like on a normal yeah. day. Yeah. So it... But I think that extra hour... That's the go-to. You know, that when people said to me, especially when I first came off the breakfast show, it was like, oh, I bet you're enjoying lions. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've got three kids. I'm loving lions. Again, this is I've had this conversation this week. Um, you never get used to having to get up early, I don't think. Like, out here, they start school so early. In Dubai, they start school so early. So you, you have to get up half five, six o'clock every day. And... I have never, ever gotten used to that. It's not normal. See, I'm fine with that. By the time the girls are going to school, I'm I'm good, I'm up. You know, like the times I've been out and done my cycling or I've gone out and done a two-hour walk before then, which is abnormal. Yeah. You know, I'm abnormal. See, I, I would, normal to me feels about half seven. But this week, doing breakfast again, I was, what about this? I didn't use my alarm clock all week, right? Yeah. Just got up. Yeah. Before the alarm, switched the alarm off so it didn't make any noise, didn't wake you up, and I was out. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, but don't you think when you know you've got to do... Like when you go into the airport and you set the alarm, but then you wake up half an hour, ten minutes before the alarm anyway, because you know you, you somehow your brain... And I, I think you don't sleep properly either because you know you've got to get up to something. But everyone has those conversations, don't they? Oh, how many times do you hit snooze button? How many, do you just get up on first alarm or do you hit snooze button? I don't use... I wish I could... Yeah. I don't know what time I'd have to set an alarm for... For the alarm to wake me up. See, that's where you and I differ. I'm a I'm a snooze button presser, aren't yeah. I? Yeah. And today, because I think I've just picked up this head cold that seems to be going around. Today's the first day that I didn't want to get up. Yeah. And I I've, I said to myself, I'm going out on my bike both days this weekend because I've been out a couple of times across the week, but not as much as I should. So I said, I'm definitely getting up and going out. It's been freezing. <laughs> I hated it these two days because it was it so cold. 20 degrees. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I thought? I wrote this in my diary this morning. I'm going to start wearing my thermals. You know the ones what you wear underneath snowboarding? I've got all yeah. them and they're like lycra, aren't they? They're shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to wear them when I go cycling until it warms up a little bit because it's so bloody cold. <laughs> Honestly. No, I know. I feel I like I'm torturing myself. And as I said today, I came back and I felt like my head had swollen up inside my <laughs> skull. Um... So that's, a, I think, shall we park the mental health bit now? Have you got more? No, we'll do it for now. I think that's it for now. Um, you know, there's a couple of people I think perhaps we should get on to talk about things like that, but, but for now. I'm let's... happy to do that. I'm happy to give it a bit more structure because it's certainly something we're struggling with at the minute and, I, you know, it'd be great to talk about. All right, let's move on to tea towels. Right. It's a very quick, quick question, shift. this. Yeah. I heard it on a, somebody else's podcast in the UK when I was cycling this morning. Um, tea towels... Do you think they should only be used for drying dishes? <laughs> because here's the thing. Some people use them for everything in the kitchen. Yeah. The tea towel's there. Some people come in. Did I mention this last week? I think I did mention it last week. I know I've talked about it on the radio show is 
I know some people are funny about you washing your hands in their kitchen sink. Right. Like it never used to be a thing to have soap soap next to the kitchen sink. Now we have the squirty soap. Yeah. But we have the squirty soap next to every sink. Um, so we're obviously all right about people washing their hands in our kitchen sink. But there's a bit of me, the old fashioned bit of me that's uh, but somewhere deep inside. I feel weird about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And but there, there's now it's like if you've been cutting onions, you don't want to then go to the bathroom with onion hands. You just want to quickly have a quick wash whilst you're in there. Oh, if you're cooking. So I think the kitchen sink's got to be, you yeah. can't be going to another room for that. I think if you've uh, picked up the dog muck, yeah. I would prefer to go and wash the hands in the bathroom. Sink. What's your issue? Is there an issue about contamination or? No, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I It just feels... So what about the tea towel? Well, this Because is... if you're washing your hands... Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you've washed your hands properly, then all you're doing is drying them. You're not getting... There shouldn't be... I mean, there will be bacteria getting on the tea towel. But yeah. There's always bacteria getting on the tea towel. Should you be drying your hands on the tea towel? I remember being at school and I was only at primary school and we were doing a cooking class and we were making those, I don't know, melting moment biscuits, the one with the cherry on the top. Right. And the cooking teacher was a mum, like, As they are, aunties, the dinner ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was a mum that used to come in and do cooking with us. Right, yeah. And I remember washing my hands and then drying it on the tea towel. Yeah. She went mad at me, like in front of everybody. Do you do this at home? I think not. And I was thinking, well, yeah, I do. Yeah. Like I do. And it stuck with me because I I don't remember very many times getting told off, but she really was cross at me. I can still remember whose mum it was and I'm not going to out them. But yeah, and... It's funny now, we've got tea towels in our kitchen. Yeah. We don't have a hand-drying towel. Some people do. In the kitchen. Yeah. We normally have a couple of towels, tea towels on the go at once. But we do wash our hands, dry our hands on the tea towel. We use those tea towels to dry up. Yeah. And we got a lot though. Sometimes we've got three tea towels on go. Yeah. Am I funny about it? If I thought about it, I'd probably prefer... Right, because we're quite traditional and we've picked a lot of things up from parents and grandparents. Yeah. I'm not funny about it, but I have a niggle inside. Yeah. Like, if there's something in me that knows there's possibly a rule being broken. Whilst I'm not bothered about it, there's something primeval. What's do you, what do you think's the problem? Us transferring our germs off our hands onto things that we dry up. Or the other way around. Now, if you think about it, like if you're cooking a roast dinner, like we we do use, sometimes use the, um, what do you call them? The hand gloves. The, the silicones. Yeah, to like get the things out of the yeah. oven. But sometimes I use the tea towel and then they get, tea they get a bit of fat on them, a bit of food on them, you know, yeah. like that. And then two minutes later, I might be wiping my hands on them. So yeah. I don't know what's the issue. Is it the issue that the stuff's coming on my hands or is it the issue the other way around? I don't know. I don't know yeah, what it is. I feel like, yes, I should have an issue with it, but I don't. Can't be bothered. Yeah. I just like it, like what we were talking about, I don't know if we ended up bringing it up last week, but I know we've talked about it a lot off pod, about people having weird rules about what tea and what milk and things like that. I think this is one of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, all right. The next thing I want to talk to you about. Oh, hold on. One last thing on tea towels. Go right? on. Because we're going a bit tea towel every year. You know when you're cooking in the kitchen? Yeah. You know, if you throw a tea towel over your shoulder while you're cooking, 
How much more of a chef do you feel like? 100%. And, weird. and if you've got an apron on as well. I've got right into apron and I've, I've told you, do not wash my apron. Does it look, I'm not trying to look sexy when I put an apron on because I'm, I look like fat butcher outside, you know, that plastic statue at butcher. <laughs> fat butcher, pat butcher. Fat butcher, pat butcher. But you know, like when I did pizzas the other night, I've got me thing on and it's covered in flour and hand marks and stuff. There is something, man or woman, if you've got one of them on and you're covered in a bit of business. Yeah. That's quite... I find that quite attractive. Do you? Bit, bit more professional. Right. A woman who's been painting. Oh, yeah, yeah, Decorating. If you've the, got a smear of paint on your cheek and paint on your clothes. Dungarees. The dungarees covered in paint. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, yeah. You bought me a pair of dungarees, which I've still not worn. I'm still trying to get brave enough to wear them in public, right? Yeah. And I love them, but they need scuffing up. Yeah. At the minute, they look like box fresh, don't they? They need scuffing up mm-hmm. a bit. No, I like the look. I keep thinking I'm going to wear them. I know I'm going to get ridiculed for them. People ridicule me for my clothes anyway. Oh, don't. Don't they? I get ridiculed for my clothes? Does my head in. F off. Uh, yeah. But if I wore them, I'd get ripped. And oh, if yeah. I weren't getting ripped, people behind me back would be talking about me. Yeah. But I want to I mean, wear them. What's his name off the pottery? He, he gets away with it. Well, <laughs> does he? Because... You're talking about Keith Brimer Jones, one of my heroes. I think one of yours. Aww. Right. We love Keith off the Great British Pottery Throwdown or whatever it's called. We love his emotion. We love when he, halfway through, when he's going to show the potters <laughs> the mid midway challenge, he's got his daft suits that he wears, and then suddenly, black t shirt and mucky dungarees, and you know it's it's business time. Yeah. And when Keith gets down to business, and you're watching him. And his little lip goes and his eyes start watering. Oh. Oh, yes. But you know, he's a big guy. Yeah, he is. I can, I, right, I'm going to wear him. You should. Do you know what? That's my challenge this week. Honestly, I'm sick of caring what people think. Uh, well, you know me. Yeah. I almost push it as far as I can in the opposite direction. I, I, some of my clothes and some of yours, we look like clowns. Yeah. Actual clown circus clowns. <laughs> well, literally, Honey's talking about um, her, what do they call it, prank day and, and the themes and stuff like that. And she said about um, dressing up as a clown. I said, oh, I've got some clothes you can borrow. <laughs> yeah. We bought you a pair of dungarees that were dead expensive. Yeah. And they would be at home on a clown. Yeah. But the, the couple of times I've been brave enough to wear them, people have commented in Positive a nice feedback. way. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure there's been people look at me and going, oh my God, what she's wearing, but I don't care. I'm uh, fun. I'm over it. So that's tea towels done. I, what started that there was that feeling of when I love being in the kitchen. I yeah. love it when you're out doing the girls on the school run and I've got to prepare a curry from scratch or something like that. And I get into it and I get it thing over my shoulder, yeah. tea towel over my shoulder, you know, so I do a bit of chopping, chop some tomatoes, wash my hands on tea, wipe my hands on tea towel, flour something, wipe my hands on tea towel. It's such a nice feeling. Yes. And it adds, you for that brief moment, I feel like I'm doing this. I wonder where the, where people store their tea towels. We have a tea towel drawer. The tea towel drawer. <laughs> and we have tea towels that aren't never get to the top of the pile. Yes. We've got the Ikea tea towels and every now and then... The Yorkshire pudding tea towel will come out. I know, but do you know what it is about that one? It's the texture. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the texture. I like I like a quilted tea towel. Oh, we really are getting tea towel heavy here. But I was daydreaming earlier about designing a husband and wife sentence to life tea towel. Like, I want to get a plain, like, muslin coloured, like, you know, beigey coloured yeah. tea towel. Yeah. And then I want to get a really fine uh, fabric pen. 
and I want to do like sketch, podcast sketch. Do you remember getting those at school where you, you each of you drew a face and then you wrote your name underneath? Wasn't it on This Country? What's it called? That Is it This Country, the sitcom that we liked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the tea towel with everyone's face on and he do, went do on the hunt. Do you not ever do that at school? No, we never did it. Uh, well, uh, somewhere I'm, there is a tea towel that I've done. I were up north, weren't I? Our example of that, we're going down pits or something or flying a kestrel <laughs> off his hands. Anyway, so we, is there any more tea towels? <laughs> I've got loads of tea towels stories, but I will keep them in. I'll keep them in. I do love a tea towel. Yeah, I mean... I can't stop now. Stop, stop, stop. Do you know what I miss? you're going to start me off. What about the thing that you stick your finger in that you used to put the tea towel in? I was already visualising it with the hand towel and then the tea towel. Because in Viz comic, of that course... That feels nice, doesn't it, that thing? Oh. It's an it's a what do you call it, a euphemism for yeah. the butthole, isn't it? The tea towel holder. I can imagine. The nineteen seventies tea towel holder is a euphemism for the butthole. Right? Yeah. But I do miss them. Yeah. Let's get one. <laughs> Let's make that a mission. So we've got a couple of missions going here. Yeah. Let's get the missions going. Right, next thing I want to talk about some proper news. Go on. There's news of we shouldn't be taking cakes into the office. Right. So, you know, like bosses these days bring cakes in. Yeah. If there's been good performance, if it's somebody's birthday, I don't know if it's them that bring the cakes in or somebody else brings the cakes in. Several celebrations. We are living in a multicultural society here in Dubai. There's cakes coming in for Diwali. There's cakes coming in for... It's just been Chinese New Year, is it? Yeah. Mooncakes will be all over the place for that. I walked through the office the other day. I heard two different groups of people singing happy birthday to two different <laughs> sets of people. And that, and that's when you're in an office of any size, there are only so many. Right, if you've got more than fifty people in your office, yeah, then averages will say there's a person's birthday at least once a week. Do you know what I mean? So in our office, there's over hundred people at least. See, I've never ever worked in an office. I've because I was a teacher. It was a staff room to kill you. And I, I mean, did then there were people that brought in cakes? There were, but yeah, it wasn't. It's not quite the same. I don't think. Well, a woman who works for a food standard, she's one of the bosses at the Food Standards Agency in the UK. Yeah. Right? Big company, big, massive organisation. She's saying that bringing cakes into the office cost constantly, for some people, is like passive smoking constantly. So you're saying for the health reason it's yeah. not good? There right. are some people who can't... Uh, doctors have come back to this saying, well, it's up to you to be responsible for your own health and well-being. But there are some people... Like, if you're addicted to smoking, you can't help but wanting to go for a cigarette after you smell it, I'm guessing. I don't know how it works. I've never smoked. But I know I've got that issue with food sometimes. Yeah, but I think when you're on it, when you're on, you know, your healthy eating and you're, like, dieting or you're, like, doing your um, intermittent fasting, I think you're quite strong. I am so strong when I'm on it. But you know when I'm not on it? You have sneaky cake. Well, I'm currently on it. And even though I've not fully got back on the diet yet post-Christmas, I am not eating anything at work. So every time I see a birthday or see some cake there or somebody says, oh, we've made this, do you want one time? I say no, yeah. right? Because it's a slippery slope. Yeah, I've I've always said no to offering food at work. I'd, because I'm quite funny, like about eating things that other people have brought in as well. I'm funny about, a little bit funny about really? that. Yeah, I do have a thing about that. And, but also I have that thing of no, because I feel guilty. And if I have like cake and you've not had cake and then. I don't get that. Well, I do. I do. No, and what I mean by that is 
You should never feel guilty about no, that. No, I know, I know I shouldn't. But then I feel like I don't, you know, like we were, uh, I went out with my mum for a coffee and she had a cake, Mon- monkey something or other it was called. Um, I saw it. You mentioned that cake, right, they sell them in Starbucks. Yeah. And it's like a, a brioche or something bigger than that. It's like an, exp- it looks like a big mushroom. Yeah, it's right weird. It's made out of pastry and then it's shiny, it's glazed. I'd never seen it before. I and think I it's heard you American. say it. Monkey bun. No, I don't know. And then I took Leo to Starbucks just before he left to go back to England, back to uni. And I saw them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what they're on about. And it's a very unusual look, but it's new. Yeah. Well, it made me laugh, the name of it. But she said, do you want a cake? And I, and she knows how much I love cake and I love cake, don't I? Yeah. I said, no, because it'll spoil my dinner. And Actually, genuinely. Can we mention how many cakes you've brought home in last week? I've been depressed. I know you're depressed, right? But you're bringing cakes home. Like, everyone, anyone looking at me and you would say, I've got the problem with cake, right? But my problem is you buying cake. I know. Because I can't... Normally, normally I'm better with this, but I... But if you green light me eating cake, I will eat cake. I know, I If know. there's no cake around, I can't eat cake. But I've got that, I have got that thing at the minute where normally, Comfort. normally, yeah, normally I'll, dinner's enough for me. But I, we have dinner and then, you know, an hour later, I want a cup of tea and a slice of cake. And it just, I don't know, it makes me feel better. The, the worst thing that's ever happened to us is our local shops, which was just a little strip mall with a couple, a little supermarket. Like in, in England, it'd be a Tesco Express, I guess. But it's got a little Carrefour supermarket. It's got a pizza, a couple of little cafes, a Costa, right? The worst thing that has ever happened for us, they opened... You know the one in the middle of the corridor where it's just a stand? Yeah. They open a Marks and Spencer's stand. But it's like Mr. Ben's. It's like the TARDIS. You walk into it, it is smaller than this room we're sitting in now. It's yeah. got everything. It has. And the girls the other day were cracked up at me because I'd gone into the shop really quickly. I'd picked them both up from school and I said, um, Betsy was sort of saying, oh, my throat's starting to niggle. And I was like, oh, here we go. So I thought, right, I'll go and get her the brief in to... Right, the setup to this is two days before... You would come home from the same place with a huge carrier bag. No, this is that day. No, 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 no. You'd done it a few days before. We've had cake God knows how many times this week. And you came home with cakes. And I'm like, why have you got... Like, this is post-Christmas. I'm like, we're trying to get back on diet. Why are you coming home with cakes? I'd done a biscuit order. That was the previous. Uh, right. I'd ordered an art... But not a packet of biscuits. No, not a packet. Because I think somebody said, I don't know if it was Honey or Bet, said, oh, I fancy some biscuits. Well... Then when I went and had a look at the biscuits, I fancied some biscuits. and then You bought eight packets of biscuits. I did. Right? I did. Chocolate chips, Viennese, custard creams. Malted milk. Malted yeah. milk for the tea. Too many biscuits. Yeah, right? I did, I did. And the problem is, with our family, you buy that many biscuits, they could last the normal family two months. They're gone in about a week in our house, we, right? We are a biscuit-loving family. So within days of that order... Yeah. You came home. So I so I'd gone into the shop to get the the medicine. And I think you messaged me, just got to pop to the pharmacy. Yeah. So I went in into the pharmacy and because there's so many people sick at the minute, the medicine I wanted out of stock. Yeah. So I was like, oh But you were only going into those shops for and medicine. The, I don't know what it was, but something was pulling me towards Marks and Spencer's. Like I it just I gravitated yeah. towards it. And then I looked at the cakes and I thought well, Betsy will like that one, but you'll like that one. And now, then Honey doesn't like cake, but Honey likes like brownies. This but- is amazing. So you actually 
You didn't buy one cake, no. which would be fine for the family, which we don't actually <laughs> need in January. Yeah. You brought three separate cakes and, and they had a an packet of millionaire things for honey to eat. And they had offers on the tea cakes, you know, the little um, chocolate with the marshmallows inside. Everybody knows them. They're the best things in the world. Orange flavour and salted caramel flavour. Um, they had an offer on them, buy two, get one for free or yeah. whatever. So I put them in as well. So I came out with a huge carrier bag. Four of, people in our house. Yeah. Two of my children. Yeah. So you bought four cakes, uh, more biscuits, by the way. You came on with more packets of biscuits. And I would say, how many is in a packet? It's 16, 32. So you brought on 48 tea cakes. Yeah. The girls, honestly, they were, mom, because I got in the car and I was like, oh, they didn't have your medicine. So I bought cake instead. Yeah. And they were cracked up and they couldn't believe the size of the carry bag. It was massive. I know. I know. What can I say? What can I say? But they were out for breakfast this morning. Now, the biscuits shouldn't be out at breakfast time, but this morning, this is what I love, by the way. I've been out cycling, mm-hmm. so I'm the only one who probably deserves a biscuit. I don't feel very well. I have a shower. I come downstairs. The girls are sat nosebagging the biscuit tin, chucking down chocolate chip cookies. I know. So I think, oh, I'll have one of them. I'll go... I go over, then the next thing, you've whacked the lid on and put the biscuits in away. And I, do you know when I did that, I thought, I bet you thought I did that because you took one. And it wasn't like that. I was just in the middle of tidying. But Half the bleeding packets had gone by the time I got to it. You could have said to the girls, right, one biscuit each. And I'm not being like 1950s daddy, yeah? They shouldn't be eating biscuits for breakfast. No, they'd had the breakfast. They'd had already had it. But they don't need a biscuit. Ah, biscuits well. aren't for morning. You're on a slippy slope if you're having biscuits for morning. I do not think tea and biscuits is a real comfort food. When you need it. Oh. There's right. And I This some, is another subject we're gonna get on here. I don't want to. There's coffee time when only a coffee will do. Yeah. And there's tea time when and never the twain shall meet. Well the funny thing is, I don't I'm not a massive tea drinker. I don't really like tea that much. But when I fancy biscuits or cake I want a cup of tea with it yeah and I never really finish the tea it's just to have a dunk but yeah yeah coffee and biscuits is not the same I mean when I was a kid I didn't start drinking tea until my teens but oh god this is boring isn't it? but <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was a coffee dunker yeah and coffee seems to break a biscuit a lot quicker than tea I'm not going down this route either <laughs> god almighty there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I got a bit of a gripe with you. I wanted to mention this over Christmas because I don't know if it still counts. Okay. 
But something happened and I wanted to, I've been wanting to mention it, but, you know, we didn't get round to it. We're so busy at the last one. Here's what I want to mention. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you started stocking up on these single serve water bottles. You know, like the one person, what's in them? 200 mil water, the standard water bottle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the not the big ones. Yeah. And I didn't know about this until under our water machine, uh, we keep the cordial. Yeah. Well, what do you call squash. it? The squash. Yeah. Your black currant, your orange, your pineapple, whatever they are. Your Robinsons, yeah. Your Robinsons, yeah. Hard I went to, in hard there. Hard to find out here, but yeah. And I didn't know that this had become a thing. I'm, I don't know if it had been a while since I'd had a cordial. I opened under the water bottle, like a secret cupboard. I didn't know where they were coming from. <laughs> it must have been <laughs> 70 water bottles. And it's last thing at night because I'm trying to get myself a little drink to take upstairs. Yeah. And they're just... You know when you see in a comedy programme when somebody opens a cupboard and the whole cupboard just seems to fall on them for absolutely ages? When did this start? Well, there's a few reasons I, I started keeping them. Now, Honey told me off because she said apparently these bottles, after a while... some it's Bacteria. They yeah, biodegrade. chemicals and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, um, sometimes you get delivery men or gardeners and they knock on your door and they say... That's good. Can I have some water? And I always feel like, well, I don't have a water because we because we have the large the big bottles, yeah, the five liters, um, which we just put straight into a glass. So we don't normally have containers. So I, that's where that started. And then um, that's a great idea, actually. Well, that's one of the reasons. And yeah. also, we all take water to bed, and um, I don't like having the glass at night because the cat sometimes drinks my drink. She's a bugger, and. I also worry about like flies dropping in or spiders going in my drink. So I'd rather have a bottle with a lid. So that's why. So basically, yeah. And then and then what I like to do is put everyone's name on the bottle. The Top s- momming. So that you keep your own bottle. Because but, but, you put squash in the bottle. But here's the thing is, you only need that for the number of people in the house, possibly a couple of spares. Yeah. Well, I have thrown some. Since. It was like a hoarder. Yeah. And the last time I went in there, there was a bottle of orange squash and a bottle of apple and blackcurrant Robinsons, right? That was the last time I went in there and I opened it and no joke, it must have been, not exaggerating, about 20 bottles fell out. And so then I'm trying to, they're not in there stacked nicely. You've kind of done that thing where you've, you've put them in and shut the door <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then I've, <laughs> I've opened it they just they're all going all over the kitchen, cats jumping around, dog don't know what day it is. And it's like half oh, eleven at night, and I'm trying to bloody hell's all these bottles doing in here. Well, there you go. That's why, and I have since oh, recycled some. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's always good in it. What else have you got on your sheet? Well, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Do you sneeze when you go out into the sunshine from like a? Yeah. Do you always do it or? Yes. No. I'm, well, I, I couldn't tell you if it's every time, but I definitely have that reaction that some people have where I go, oh, you're tickling my nose. Yeah. And I start looking up, and what I have to do is, then I have to go for full on, I know you're not supposed to look at the sun. I mean, this is going to make me sound like a right weirdo. But let's say the sun's here. Yeah. I have to go to get upside the, down. To get the sneeze out. To get the full sneeze out, I have to go as upside down as I can. Well, I did it the other day, and yeah. I thought, gosh, why do we do that? Like, yeah. what is that? So I Googled it, right? Going to give me some science? Yep. 
Apparently, only 18 to 35% of people do it, which right, yeah. I was quite shocked at because I thought it was just something that most people did. I like it. It's called PSR, or uh, which is uh, photic sneeze reflex or ACHU syndrome. ACHU, hold on, that stands for something. It did, yeah. I didn't. It's I didn't, an acronym. Yeah, it is. I have seen this before, yeah. And apparently, the, it's genetic. So um, if you only do like two or three sneezes, then then if your child does it, they will only do two or three sneezes. So it's actually a genetic thing where right. the amount of sneezes you do, which is so weird. But yeah, it's all it's to do with changes in the light intensity, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but do, yeah. Do you remember that rumour at school that seven sneezes equaled an orgasm? Yeah, yeah, I've heard similar things. And and then the, what you can't sneeze with your... You can't sneeze with your eyes open. And then people, pop your eyes people out. try that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was, I, was, I was shocked at how little percentage of people apparently do it. Because I've definitely got that. I do it. Yeah. And um, yeah, and the, 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 there's a set amount. So count. Start counting every time you do it now and see if... I do a few. See what I your number is. I definitely do a few. So what do you do the same every time? Yeah, that's what it says. I didn't know that. But that's good. There you are. Little fact. I like it. Anything else? No, you you said to me about over-talking. Well, I, I learned a new phrase just this morning. I, I've got to read this out. Talkaholism. So like alcoholism. Yeah. Talkaholism or alcoholics. Talk Talkaholics, right? Right. Apparently there's an epidemic of talkaholics going on. Now, I don't mean this in a fun way where it's like, God, I wish you'd shut up. It's a thing where people can't stop, you know, like the, you'll know people like this. Yeah. I mean, we're saying this on a bloody podcast <laughs> of all places, but it, it's a real thing. Uh, the The scholars who came up with the phrase, uh, it's an extreme form of over-talking. Men in particular are champions of over-talking. We bulldoze, we hog the floor, we mansplain, we manterrupt. So that's fellas butting in and turning your vein over. That's funny, isn't it? Because you think when you think about which sex talks more, you'd think it would be the women. Women traditionally are known for gossiping. Yeah, I'm not saying this from my point of view, but it's the old trope: women gossip, gossip, gossip. You know, uh, whereas men, and this is this has become apparent over the last few years, this mansplaining thing. You know, in the battle of the sexes, it's like men. You could be talking about periods or. What's the thing where you're going to have your boob checked? What are they called? A mastectomy. No. The, the breast exam uh, thing. Why can't I think of that? There's a name for it. Yeah. I can't. It's gone right out of my head. Two women could be talking about that and a fella could come come in and talk about it like he knew more than them. You know, that's mansplaining. Yeah. Well, I do think men do that. Yeah. I know a few men that are like that, that they think they know better than everyone else. I think... I think what men do sometimes, and you're guilty of this sometimes, where you'll do a long story, like you'll go into a lot of detail. Yeah. And I think part of that is because you're a storyteller by profession. Yes, I am. <laughs> Not a good one. But you know what I mean. But so sometimes we'll, we'll bump into somebody in the supermarket or something like that, and then you'll start telling this really long story. And I think, and I stand there. Do you know I think, what it is? It's nerves. Yeah. It's total nerves. I get it all the time. But you know what I've started doing? I've remembered the name, sorry. Go on. Mammogram. Mammogram. Sorry, yeah. 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 I mean, it's by the by, isn't it? But you know what I mean? If, yeah, a fella, yeah, yeah. if you're talking about mammograms and a fella comes in, yeah. this is what fellas do. I totally get the mansplaining thing because it's really annoying. Yeah. You know? I mean, honey, our daughter is a mansplainer. 
She does it about every subject. She'll tell us a long story, yeah, of her day. Um, but not just that. We can be talking about a subject that you and I are both knowledgeable on and her, with very limited teenage experience, will plough through it yeah. like she's an expert on it. Yep, true. You know. Yes. But so she's a she's a female mansplainer. I don't know why that's a new phenomenon, I think, but <laughs> she's definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah. But apparently talkaholism, yeah. which is, that might be a new phrase to everybody who's hearing it for the first time here, but it's been around a while and it's a proper addiction. So I got five tips and I genuinely, I didn't know it was a thing. Okay. But I have over the last year or so, especially around you guys. And I'll tell you what part of this is for me is we've got two daughters. One's 18, one's 10. Yeah. And I really want them to, and I think dads of daughters will get this no matter how you grew up or if you're a chauvinist or whatever, once you've got daughters, yeah, you want the playing field to be leveled. Because I don't want them to not get everything Leo's getting. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want I don't want any doors that remain open to Leo not to be open to them. Yeah, and I do think that's that is changing. I know it's we've still got a long way, but like Leo said, on his film course, which I think traditionally would have been a more yep. male dominated course, he said there's more females and males on his course, which is great. So I think what I try to do in conversations now is I'll have something to say, but I buy it back. Okay. And I sit and listen instead. In in At home. At home. With the girls. So I try to okay. not overpower conversations. I don't, it's, it's subtle. And I still try to be involved in conversations. Right. But I think it's important to let them have their opinion. And even if in my head I'm thinking, well, you're wrong about that. Yeah. Rather than me say that, because that is a guy, a man being a man. Yeah. You know is to just let them express themselves as freely as I've been able to express myself always. Okay. So, yeah, five so, tips if you think you're a talkaholic. Okay, tell me. You've got to wean, wean yourself off. Tip number one is, when possible, say nothing. Right? So, so, so this is to, to not be a talkaholic? Yeah. To, to Yeah. Um, okay. I, yeah, I definitely know people that can't not say anything. Tip number two is to quit social media. Because let's face it, if there's one place bloody over-talking goes on, it's social media. See, no, I think that's a whole different book. I know so many people that do the over-sharing, over-talking, and they are the worst. So annoying. Uh, Another tip for you is to seek out silence. You know, so to try and be quiet. Try and find places to be quiet and stuff like that. Uh, Number five is learn how to listen. I skipped one of you. Master the power of the pause is the one I missed. Yeah. Take a breath, wait, and let other people process what you've said. Give them time to get in. Yeah. We all know somebody like that who talks. Yeah. And then you've got something to say on a bit, but then they're on to the next bit. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I find sometimes I'm guilty of doing that. If I've, again, if, if somebody I've not seen for a while and I feel like I've got loads to tell them and then I realise after a while I've been talking for ages and I think, gosh, I've not asked about you or I've not. Yeah. And then I, I have to like readjust in my head and it's, and I am listening to what they're saying and I know they're listening to me and I'm think, I think, gosh, they must think, gosh, she's not taking a breath. But I do, yeah, there are people that you know that you're talking to them and you can see they're not listening. That that's that's quite hard when you're talking to someone and you can just see on their face and not listening. They've not took it in. Yeah, they've wanted to tell you about a thing. Yeah, 
But you know what? I think that can hold also. It's not. It's not them as people. It's their. It's. Oh yeah, I they don't, zone out. I think. I think. They don't even realise they're doing it. And, and I, I sorry, go on. Again, another thing, <laughs> but but another thing I've been trying to do lately is because we've talked about this with Betsy Pearl, our youngest is. If she's not in the zone of listening when you're talking to her, yeah, you can't make her be in that zone. No, right? Yep. And I realise that I'm exactly the same. I, I do, but but I'm an adult, yeah. so you can be talking to me. And you've noticed, I mean, we've had arguments about this where you've said, you're just not listening. And I've realised that I can be sat, not looking at my phone, not yeah. watching telly, yeah. not writing. Mm-hmm. I can be look looking directly at you as you're saying something. But in my head, it's elevator music. You yeah. know, it's... Da, mm-hmm. da, 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 not... Yeah. I'm talking figuratively. Yeah. And I think... You know, we've talked about autism before. I wonder if this is slightly something to do with that where yeah. I have to, it's almost like a physical reaction. I have to say in my head, you are not listening to what Laura's saying. Yeah. Listen to what Laura's saying. Well, it's funny. And again, I used to work with kids with autism and ADHD. And I think, you know, like we've talked about before that you think you've got tendencies of autism. And so. I've talked about that Betsy's quite hyperactive as a child. Yeah. And, and um, I read this article about how normally, especially when you're a teacher, what you do is you'll clap your hands or you'll do whatever and you'll, everyone look this way. Yeah. And then you'll tell them the next instruction. Now it says with kids with those kind of issues that you shouldn't stop them. If they're playing with a stress ball or if they're in the middle of drawing yeah. a doodle or whatever, you shouldn't stop them because they'll hear you better. They'll listen better yeah. if you let them continue doing what they're doing because as soon as you take them away from that and you make them focus, they can't they focus. They can't. They can't. That's what I've that, got. That eye-to-eye thing and that thing, they can't concentrate. Yeah. So actually you're making it worse for them by stopping them. So I've realised with Betsy, I'll say, oh, she's not listening to me. And then and she then regurgitates she, she five minutes of conversation. And yet she's in the middle of doing something else. And yet when I have stopped her and said, will you look at me and listen to what I've got to say to you? Yeah. And you need to do X, Y, Z. And then she doesn't do it. And I'm like, I sat then and I thought, actually, there's an example of, no, she's better if she is. Yeah. And you're saying the same thing. And But it's only something I've realised. Yeah. You know, we've had multiple arguments over the years about me not listening and stuff like that. And... I've thought, but I I do, I do listen. Yeah, but then I've realised that, that that's what it is, and it's not. So somebody, um, a, a friend, um, was saying that her child, you know, the the song "Quiet" from Matilda. If you yeah. look at the lyrics to that, they were saying that's how they feel. You know, like it, it's about everything else is going on around them, but they they, they can't cope with all these different noises and oh my goodness this is exactly look, what it's like look at in the my lyrics head. to quiet and it and again that i know so many people that could relate to that song and I, and it's it's quite it's yeah it's quite interesting but yeah i can totally see what the song is saying in that way is it and and again madness yeah no it's quite oh, not madness i don't mean it like that yeah, yeah. but at, at my age i'm only just i've always questioned my mental health and depression and mm-hmm. why 
my head works like it works. But you you don't realise the way you've been all your life, you don't realise is... Yeah. But now I've started to question things like, I've told you, like, my intelligence, you know, the things that I'm good at, doesn't come across in exam situations because I zone out. Yeah. And it's just like, it doesn't matter how it... How weird is it? In a pub quiz, I win, I win a bloody pub quiz nearly every time we go. Mm-hmm. I've got that recall. Yeah. But, but in a situation, I could revise for an exam solidly 24 hours a day for a week and still mess it up because there's some there's something happens to me, yet my brain for returning retaining trivia yeah. and information... Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I, do, I don't know what that is, but I think that's part of this. Yeah. And, and it's that thing of, you know, when people say, oh, you, you can't concentrate and revise if you're listening to music. Well, some people, yep. they can, you know, and again, back to Betsy, she, her thing when she's concentrating is she sings, but singing is her comfort. So it, that helped. And, and, and one of her teachers said, I didn't mind her humming away, singing away while she was doing her writing because it helps her, it, you know, and I get that, you know, and I think we all, we're all different, so different in that way. And I, and like you've said, you know, this whole, the, the, the people with autism and things, obviously they get, have sensory issues and sensory overload too. So we've got someone banging on the house next door, knocking the house down. You will probably find that far more offensive than I do, you know, because that noise, you know, but it, and then it's that thing of mums hear a baby's cry totally different to a man because it, it sense never heard one <laughs> <laughs> you know like there's all these different things and like that that contribute to somebody listening yeah it's it's quite it's all quite interesting but yeah um it's good stuff but so perhaps you know like it's things for people to learn like like you know maybe think next time when you're thinking someone's not listening or why they're not listening or you know yeah but yeah I, de- I definitely think I'm coming to a point in my life now where I, I try and think about it with everybody. You know, like where I'm... more Every conversation I have with somebody now, I'm kind of weighing up what's going on with them. You know, it's, it's a heavy thing to do, but, you know, unless it's, a, unless it's a flippant conversation, if you're having a deep conversation with somebody or you're having an intense... You know, and I... Look, there was an example of this recently, pre-Christmas when I was going to, I'd had a big conversation about taking the week, the extra week off after Christmas. And then when I went back to talk to uh, James, my manager about it, he had no memory of the conversation. And I'm like, I was here. We had like a big chat about it. You looked at your <laughs> calendar and he totally forgot. Yeah. And I'm like, there's that one bit here that wants to be sort of affronted about it. But then it's like, well, you just got stuff going on. And that's what happens with me and you, you know, like you'll say something that needs doing or something like that. I'll totally forget because I've got stuff going on, you know, and yeah. I think you've got to do, you know, anyway, waffle, waffle. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I have to stop and listen and stop whatever I'm thinking about, stop whatever I'm doing to listen. So for me, I literally do have to. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't focus on what someone's telling me because it's one more thing I, I'm having, I, yeah. adding to my brain, if you like. Well, look, do you know what? I think we should draw a line on this. I want to do a bit of uh, review stuff before we finish the podcast today. Yeah. But it's been, um, so what, you know, we've done some good chat today, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a couple of things to review. A couple of let's do films today. Go on then, because there's films that we saw ages ago that we've never talked about that I think we should recommend. Okay, so let's start with um, the menu. Yeah, which came out in the pictures I think in December. Uh, it's available. In, I think you can watch it on streaming now. And it's Ray Fiennes. Yeah, great actor. As this really exclusive chef at one of the most exclusive restaurants in the world that's on an island. Yeah. I think it's one of these films where the plot seems, how can they make a film out of this? This is going to be a really boring yeah. film. Well, I initially, I saw a lot of hype about it. Yeah. And I thought, it sounds rubbish. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, what's it going to be about? Like, is. You know, because it's about the young couple who go to the island initially. And well, I'm like, right, are they going to be, is it going to be that she is going to have an affair with a chef? What's it about? You yeah. know, boring, boring. Is it about the pretension of food? You know, like, have you got to be into all of that? Well, it's I don't way think, better than that. Yeah, I don't think you can almost talk about it too much. It's one of these films, I would, for me, it was almost the perfect film. I loved it. You literally can't take your eyes off this film, which yeah. is it. Yeah, it's um, it's hard to it's hard to talk about without yeah. giving anything away. But it, it's it's um really really well done. And all I kept thinking is, who came up with this idea? It's such a bizarre idea. Yeah, but such a clever film. My observation about it, without any spoilers, is it reminded me a grown up version of Willy Wonka. The, yeah. com- the the comparison between that and Willy Wonka, is, it's, whether they did it on purpose or not, he Ray finds he's like Willy Wonka, and it's um not there's not many well known actors in it. No, there's but a few, but a couple, there's yeah. a few faces you recognise. Yeah. All right, the next one I want to talk about is After Sun. Yeah. Which again, I don't think you noticed, but it's a film that I kept saying to you before Christmas because you love Paul Mescal. Yes, I do. I don't know if that's how you say his name. You'd watched him in Normal People. Yeah. I've seen him in a couple of things since then. Is he he's Irish, I think, is he? I don't know where he's from, but he was in a film with Olivia Coleman, a really weird yep. holiday film. But he's certainly he's an understated actor, but well, he really holds your attention. He's very new. Like I don't I mean, I don't know how old normal people is now. Yeah. But that was his first ever gig. Like literally his first ever gig. And it was a he was the leading actor and everything else. And he he did some full-on nudes in it and he you know like so he went for it in that role that aside i just thought he was brilliant yeah like well he's still a todger free zone to me nothing i recommend with him in is he's got todger action right <laughs> although i think you see his bum in after you do see his bottom right so uh, after sun again is a very difficult film to talk about yeah to avoid spoilers and again small cast and it's a indie film and I'll say this, it's slow. Yeah. Right? And I it's, loved after it's more like a piece of art yes. than uh if what you want, I said this to somebody, I said if if you want a Fast and Furious film, this is not your film. Well both I I don't know if he he's in talks for people are talking about him possibly being nominated for an Oscar. I think he deserves it. The girl, the the one who plays his daughter, she was brilliant, really really good. She I thought she cuz she had a a lot to do, a lot to yeah. do for such a young kid. I think they were both really good. I think, you know what it reminded me of? Oh, like a uni student film. Some, yeah. And I... But the story, well, everybody was taught, we watched it with Leo. Yeah. And the next, we we didn't talk, we watched it later night, and then the next morning we talked about it, and it was like we'd all watched different films. Yeah. 
And that's what I seem to be getting from it is whoever you are and wherever you are in a certain point in your life. Yeah. And where you're from and, and what so, kind of holidays way, you had and things like that. There is so much I could say about that film and what it did for me and how it made me feel and how deeply it affected me. Yeah. But I can't because of the, I wouldn't. And by the way, when I say it's spoilers, there's nothing to spoil. Yeah. Because a lot of this film is how you interpret it. Yeah. And I, but I, by it, God, it's a 10 out of 10 film for me. Yeah. It leaves, like you say, in the next day, you're still, you're still feeling a film. Not even the next it. day. I mean, now we're talking about it yeah. again. Yeah. Whenever I start thinking about that film, I could talk about it for absolutely ages because it's affected me in such a deep way and I'll never forget it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's brilliant. But then I put that on my Instagram page and a woman must have read it, told her husband, gone away and watched it and came back and tore shreds off me and saying they didn't enjoy it at all. thought it was just really long and really boring. And I'm thinking, again... I feel like they misunderstood the... F- the f- yeah, and I'd, I'm not saying film. that from a pretentious point no. of view or that I'm better than anybody, but... We saw totally different films then. Yeah. And you might be into totally different films because that to me. It is, it is, we're, yeah, it's quite an arty film. And it is, like you said, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a low budget film. I'll tell you what it's not. It's a low budget film. It's not a Friday night at the pictures film. No. You're not going to the cinema and getting your popcorn and watching that film. But it's, it is a piece of art. It literally is a piece of art. It's, it's yeah. so well done in, in so, on so many levels and it, it leaves you thinking. And I think if a film makes you still talk about it like we are now, then it's done its job. Uh, last one is The Pale Blue Eye, which is a Netflix film. And it's uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. And I can't remember the other night, guy's name, but he's incredible in it. He's playing Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. And basically it's a murder mystery. Yeah. And it would ju- I just really enjoyed it. Really nice film. Like really good... Uh, twisty film, quite dark. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I fell asleep in parts. Yeah, I confess. But I, the bits I saw, it was good. I found it a little bit, maybe too long, a little bit too oh, long. I enjoyed it, but I think maybe that was just because I wasn't fully into it. But it, the bits I saw, it's got a good cast. It's got Toby Jones in it. Yeah, he's great, and I love Christian Bale. So that, it's got what's the name, Gillian Anderson, out of X Files, is in it. Yeah. But the guy who's playing Edgar Allan Poe is the guy, I'll tell you who he is. He's Harry Potter's cousin. You know in the Harry Potter films? Is he Harry Potter's cousin? I can't use my phone. Um, I think he's Dudley Dursley. Right, okay. Is he Dudley Dursley? I don't know. Because, I don't know. But, yeah, but Dudley Dursley was quite chunky in the film, in the Harry Potters. And um, he's not anymore. It is him. <laughs> What's Harry Mellon, his name is. And show yeah. me a picture. Show me a picture. Who you talking well, look about? Look how big he is there when he was Dudley Dursley. Ah, uh, yeah. But now he's like he's skinnier now. Yeah. And an unusual. What would you call it? An interesting look. Okay. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. If you've ever seen photographs or pictures of Edgar Allan Poe, was a very interesting kind of. You know, his face fit what he did. Yeah. You know, quite a scary looking guy in some ways and a mysterious. Yeah. Uh, mysterious, I think is a good word. Um, but I, I th- if you've not seen it yet, I think it's well worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. All very, very different films there, I would say. Um, okay. So just to recap on today's podcast then, we've covered mental health. Yes. Tea towels. Yes. 
Cakes. Cakes. Sneezing. Plastic bottles. Yeah. Over talking. Yeah. We've, we, I think we've, I think that's enough for today. I think so. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, do keep listening. And there'll be information on everything we've talked about in the description of the podcast. And I'm proud of us because neither of us were in the mood to do a podcast today, I don't think. But we have promised we're going to try and get one out at yep. least once a week. Yes, it's made me feel a bit better. Has it? Yeah, because I've ha- been having a low day today. I've been struggling today. so You've done all right? I've, yeah. No, I, I feel better for chatting. So there you go. That's episode 128. Do like, do subscribe. If you Give us a five star on the things if you can, please. I know we're not worth five, <laughs> but give us a five. Right. I don't know if it, the mics will have picked it up. I certainly think they did. I think Betsy Pearl's just been dropped off from her performing arts. So we better go in. Uh, have a great week, everybody. We'll catch up with you soon. Love you lots. Bye. <laughs>